Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Busy. Okay. Staying busy. Got yes. a lot going on. Um, tell me, tell me your name. Um, I'm Veronica Ariel. Um, as the the industry knows me, but most people just call me V or Veronica, whatever. <laughs> but V works. Everybody calls me V. I say it's easier to remember instead of messing up and calling me Vanessa or Victoria, which is like my biggest pet peeve. So what about Ronnie? People call me Ronnie. Well, not a lot. My aunt calls me Ronnie. Um, one of my homies calls me that. He's just defiant after I asked him not to call me that, but he still calls me that. So I let him do, let him do that. And then one of my other homies calls me Ronnie. So like literally only about three people call me that. Okay. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. So where nothing did you grow wrong up? I grew up, so um, born and raised in Chicago, obviously. Maybe that might not be obviously obvious to your viewers, but um, born and raised in Chicago, my high school, my grade school and high school life was spent up on the north side. And then the latter part of my life was on the south side. But consider myself a South Sider because that's where my family is from. That's where I hung out. That's kind of where I grew up. You know, as a child during the summers, I spent a lot of summers at my grandparents' house in Roseland, Wild Hunnids. Wow, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm definitely, I consider myself a South Sider all day long. How did you end up on the North Side since that's a part of your upbringing? Um, I think my mom, what she wanted was um, us to go to like good schools. I have two other siblings who are significantly older than me. Um, but <clears throat> I want to say throughout their schooling and mine, we lived up north. So that's why. And then I think once I graduated high school is when we moved south. So my Five parents, this. That, this was Lincoln Park, class of 2000. I definitely put my age out there, but it is what it is. It's not that bad. I'm a, no, it's not. Uh, if I look 38, I would be, you know, ashamed. But since I don't, at least I don't think I do. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> I get asked questions about my age too. So you all right. Yeah, I think our generation has been aging gracefully. A lot of the people that I know that are in my circle, that are in my age group, definitely don't look their age. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of female friends who are like 40, who turned 40 this year. They look amazing. Yeah. Um, I have an aunt that looks really, really awesome. She's just beautiful. Uh, you, would, you would not know her real age unless she told you. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you know, black don't crack. So as long as you stay stress-free and drink a lot of water. Yeah. And, and, and you have to moisturize and, and work out too, because she works out. She gets her, yeah. she, uh, she goes swimming, she runs laps, she does all that. This whole COVID situation kind of changed that for her, but my auntie's yeah. a very active woman. She does a lot. And yeah, that's, that's what good. You're supposed to do. Yeah. If you sit you live around, a long life like that. Yeah. If you sit around, your body, it just, you know, it's like putting books on a shelf and never read them. Like it just collects dust. So you're right. Very, she's adamant about being active. Um, you were right about that. Yeah. So you moved back to the South Side, right? Mm -hmm. And then what happened? Was it, was it school, college? What happened? So then it was right college. Now? Huh? No. Nah. What'd you say? <laughs> what did you say? 
I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, no kids. Okay. I'm, I'm, I've dodged that bullet or that ship has sailed kind of a little bit of both. But anyway, um, so I went to college. I went to Columbia for like five minutes. Um, the art program there was a lot slower than I was expecting. Um, so I ended up going to Harold Washington to just knock out some gen eds. And then I ended up at the Art Institute and that's where I finished my entire four years. But now that I think about it, I could have definitely gone to like, cause I didn't even wanna be a designer. I wanted to be a psychologist. And all the times that I spent in school bouncing around, I could have just definitely gone to med school. So why not do that? What, why not do that? What happened? I don't know. I just guess, you know, I really believe um, now that I've gotten older and um, read books on meditation and manifesting things and kind of like how things are just destined and designed for you. Um, I realized that, you know, I've made a plan with my life, but that just wasn't my purpose. And I think whatever my purpose is has to be um, fashion related and changing lives that way. But I still get a, a, a chance to kind of be a psychologist to some degree because all of my clients, when I worked retail and with my um, my personal clients, they just open up. I don't know what kind of energy I have, but they just start opening up and spilling out like deep, dark details. And I'm like, yo, I was not signed up for this. I just want to make you address. I don't want to know this much personal info about you. But the thing about it is, it's just like being a bartender, right? People come in, they sit down, they have a drink. And the next thing you know, you find out that you're having a discussion with someone that you didn't know that you were going to have. Yeah. I feel, and this is just me, I think everyone <laughs> needs someone to talk to. That's true. And I, I don't, I don't, I have just, I've grown to accept that. I think when I turned 30, in my 30s is when I really accepted the fact that okay, maybe you're the person that people just need to talk to. Because I'm, I'm not really like a messy person. I don't tell people's business and stuff. I'm just like a, not really a sponge because the sponge absorbs it. But when you squeeze it out, it lets all the water out, you know? So I don't let anything out. But I guess I just, there we go. That's exactly what I was going to say. I've been told that. I've been told I'm a ball. Yeah, so. Certain things have been, to out, but, you know. <laughs> I've embraced that and I, I open it. I'm open to it. If, if I ask you, how's your day going? And you just flat out tell me everything that went on in your day, you know, maybe it was just meant for you to get that off your chest and I'm just here to receive it and listen to it. I mean, if you want some advice, I'll give it to you. But most of the time people just want to vent and they don't really want any unsolicited, you know, advice or banter of anything of that nature. So I just listen. So fashion design. How long have yes. you been doing that? So I have been doing that consistently for um, going on 13 years. Awesome. It'd be 13. Awesome. It'd be 13 years next year in March, which is kind of like rapidly approaching because <laughs> like we were discussing on Facebook earlier, I really, I didn't even realize it was like the day of the meeting. We set this meeting on my actual birthday. I remember I remember the meeting when you eat when you inboxed me on Facebook and told me about it. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll do it. Perfect. And then I'll revisit it closer to the time that it takes place. Cause I'm like, it's August. We got a minute before October comes. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. I've tried to schedule them with everybody. 
uh, ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, as far out as possible or as close as they would like me to do it. But the yeah. thing that I've noticed is people forget to put it on the calendar, like actually accept it, agree to it. So they just yeah. go, oh yeah, I got it. I just got it. And it was like, no, like accept it. That way it's on the <laughs> calendar. And you get the yeah. notifications that I'm getting when it's te- when it's telling you that it's time. You yeah. know, so I, I find myself lately um, out of the 20, 30 something interviews I've done is trying to make sure that I kind of keep some contact with people to let them know that, hey, we're on in like an hour or today yeah. is the day, are you ready? You know, stuff like that. But yeah, I am also busy too. Like my life, I'm, it just doesn't revolve around this. So there are things going on with me as well, especially lately with my cousin being in a predicament that he is uh, down in Kentucky. So um, it's kind of like, I'm doing what I can I can do to do them. And then you're trying to do what you're trying to do as well. But um, I still do appreciate you reaching out and letting me uh, have this interview with you. Of course, like, of course. Time, I'm, I'm a woman so of my word. Huh? I said, I'm a woman of my word for sure. And not many are, and not many are. Let me say <laughs> that part too. Um, there are those who are male or female, <laughs> man or woman, who have decided to make it my fault that this didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if you're not going to actually accept the calendar invite, yeah, um, there's nothing I can do about it. Like I can't be reminding you, and I I don't have an assistant. Like I got I got these scheduled every day. Yeah. It's every yeah. day. Sometimes two a day. On the weekends, it's three a day. And you got people who still don't show up, you know, it's just different things. So I just appreciate you and for giving me the energy and time to do it. Of course. You know what I'm used to? I think I'm used to people asking me at the last minute and I just, I guess I've grown accustomed to last minute things. Oh, fuck. And... No, I don't do that. I don't do that. I, don't do that. <laughs> I like things I think that... in order. <laughs> right. Um, I usually like order. I'm a Virgo, so I'm really big on things being in order and being on time and being scheduled. But there are some times that I'm like really all over the place. But you caught me right when I got back in from Target and you were like, see you in a little bit. And I was like, oh no, let me yeah. do something and, to myself. And when you said you had stuff to do, I was like, just, I, okay, 30 minutes in, let me go ahead and refresh and reset. So right, it worked out. It worked it out. Did. It did. So do you have your own shop? Like how does this work for you? Are you working out of a shop? Are you still in people's clothes? Are you bootlegging? Like, what's really going on? How does this happen? You know, because that's, I mean, that's what I, I read an article about you and it says you'd be out here bootlegging and everything. You did that. Said <laughs> <laughs> so you out here stealing people's clothes and name brands, cutting tags out, putting your name on it. So tell no, me about it. I, everything I do is custom. So I work, I have my own showroom. I'm in, so I'm like in the, the middle of Chinatown and Pilsen. I'm right on Cermak on um, Cermak and Canal. So I guess I'm closer to Chinatown, but then like two blocks west is Pilsen. But anyway, so I'm in the U-Haul Artist Lofts right on the, right on the bridge. Um, that's where my showroom is. I do a lot of custom like appointment, um, by appointment only, and then like online orders. So I don't really feel the need to have like a storefront. Plus it's like too much overhead, you know what I mean? So to pay like a small studio rent is more ideal, it's more realistic. Um, I make more money that way because I'm not actually paying bills back after I make the money. Yeah, um, having the awning and all that shit out front, you know, you got to pay for all that, right? You know what? I don't know. 
I, I don't even know. So, well, to we be honest with you, I... about it because I don't want nobody to come looking for you. Because <laughs> yeah, so the so... business has been good for you, though, right? The business has been amazing during this pandemic. Um, I cannot even begin to complain about 2020 being a bad year. Yes, there has been some unfortunate, undesirable things that took place this year, obviously. But um, overall, I would say that this has been a blessed year because I've made more money. So, I, okay, so I was a, a manager at Ted Baker full-time. And I just was like, you know what? Going into 2020, I'm not about to continue to work retail. You and I work together. You know what I mean? This, for is, very this is very true. We have worked together. Very, we did. And it, 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 it doesn't change. Only thing that changes is the store you're in. The customers still annoy you. The people you work with still bother you and get on your nerves. But I said, I'm not, I can't be pushing 40 you know what I mean? And working retail and being unhappy and miserable, but then trying to muster up some positive energy and be creative for my brand. It was, it was beginning to be too much. I worked in Oak Brook. So the commute was a lot. Like I was drained by the time I got off work, it was a wrap. And I had good intentions on, you know, going to the studio to do some work after work. But once I got there and sat in traffic, I'm like, man, I'm going home. So I was like, I'm just gonna give up this job and just go full throttle with this um, clothing line, right? <clears throat> I figured I quit in January. That's the prime time for prom, my prom season. And I'm like, I'll, I'll make some money. Whatever money that I would have made at work, I'll, I'll, I'll triple that during prom season because I'll have the open availability to take on more girls. And then the pandemic hit. <laughs> and then I had to give back a lot of refunds for deposits because it was just the right thing to do. I didn't want to keep anybody's money, although they signed a contract. But I'm like, you have the option. If you want the dress, I'll make it. If you don't, I'll give you your deposit back. If I didn't buy your fabric, I'll give you 100% of your money back, all of it. And I did that. And I said, I'm gonna put this positive energy out there and just whatever's meant to happen is gonna happen. And then we got on lockdown and we needed masks. And I started making masks to give away to like essential workers. And then that just took fire, <clears throat> it caught fire and took off. And I made for three months straight, I think I've made the most money that I've ever made on a monthly basis in my whole entire fashion career. Wow, that's awesome. It, it was crazy. My mother couldn't even believe it because she, you know, obviously my, my momager, she handles a lot of my business. And she was like, this is unbelievable. And I'm like, I can't believe it either. I can't. So I have been fortunate this year with my very business. Very proud of you. Very proud. Thank you. Thank you. Anytime I seen you, you always had good energy though. You know, it's anytime well, I've usually, seen you, even when you in, in even when I've seen you somewhere working, you've always had in a good energy. You've never been one of those people who like duck and hide out the way when you see me. Like you see me, you give me a hug, you speak to me. It's always been love and, and a good and a good vibe. Always. Of course, of course. Because usually when you see me, I probably just got off work and I'm I'm at the bar about to have a drink, so I'm all I'm ecstatic. Not all the time. <laughs> There's been a couple times where I've seen you at work at certain places. I'm not gonna say where, because <laughs> you was trying to take the labels off the clothes and everything and, and steal socks. Shut up. <laughs> but uh, no, but I've seen you at work at certain places where you were working. Uh, and you still have you still had good energy. You still had good energy. 
Yeah, okay. I try to. I try to. I try not to um, project any kind of negative emotion on anybody. You know what I mean? If I'm having a bad day, I always, I, I might call a, one of my best friends and vent, but I try not to even do that just because I know how, you know, when you sometimes subconsciously you'll say things and then you'll project this negative energy on somebody else and then now it's attached to them. Yeah. And I don't want to be the reason that someone's having a bad day because I'm having a bad day. So usually when I'm having a bad day, I'm in-house, you know, secluded. Yeah, so, when I'm having a bad day, I start writing. I still do my music thing. I start writing or I try to plan other things out. Or I yeah. have a little relaxation session by myself, you know. Yeah. <laughs> head, you know, make sure I get myself together. You know, you need that. Right. You need that. Right, you we do. Know. We do. Um, but that also goes back to me saying we all need someone to talk to because um, me and my cousin talk about that sometimes. And when you're dealing with so many things in life, yeah, there comes a point where you don't have you, you you need somebody to trust, somebody that you can just really trust with 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 your mind and with your heart and say certain things. And if you don't right. have that, I don't think there's nothing wrong with therapy, even though the therapist may go a little bit deeper. I still yeah. don't think there's anything wrong with that. But um, rest in peace of my God, brother, because he was the person that I used to tell a lot of stuff to. Yeah. Um, I, I love him and I miss him, but he knows he knows some really dirty, nasty stuff about me. Oh, my God. No. And he took it to his grave. Yeah. Like when they say that person took it to their grave, he literally took that shit to his grave. Yeah. Well, that's a stand up dude there. Oh, man. Not I, many. It's not many left. Nope. It's nope. not. Nope. Male or female, it ain't nope. many. Not too many. Um, At all. And the ones that are around me, the one I call like Big Bro and uh, the the young ladies who, who have come over to my house that are like uh, sisters or, or, or friends to me, my homegirls, yeah. whatever I want to call them or whatever we want to call them. Those are people that I really, really value. Um, I really, really look forward to just talking to them and just, just having a really good time because it's not a lot of people that you can really just do that with, have a good time, and then just vent, and then just talk, right. talk openly, and just and just 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 be what's the word? Um, be vulnerable. Yeah, not yeah, a lot of people that you that. can do that with, you know. Yeah, and I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that connection because there's not too many people out here in the world that you can just say, "Hey, man, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what happened, and this is how I feel currently in my life." And yeah, they go spreading your shit. And, Everybody <laughs> in the town know everything about you. Like, I'm just glad that there are people out there who are super solid. You know? Yeah. Have you watched? I'm one uh, of those people. Um, I think you are. I think you <laughs> you really really are down. You like super down. I say that. <laughs> I say that because you know some shit about some people, man. And I was like, man, if I was that, if I was her, I'd have been like, yo, fuck you, man. Fuck you. Yeah. 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 And yeah. You, <laughs> You done stuck around for some shit. So I was like, man, she, yeah. she's super fucking solid, bro. She's man, super, she's super can't, can't tell them that, though. But, you know, uh -huh. they, they got to learn the hard way. Yeah, but, you know, the thing about it is I recognize it because I know what it is and I know what it looks like, you know. And I, But I also recognize, like your sweatshirt says, I understand the asshole and other people who are self-absorbed. You know what I mean? And not saying nobody that we, we know, but just in general. I know people that are just assholes and they think it's cool, you know, to, to be an asshole. But the thing about it is the people that you disappoint and they are super solid, like you, 
you're you're a piece of shit, you know, and you ruining something that's so good. Like those people yeah. are just pieces of shit. Like and you're ruining something so good that you will never get that back once that person decides to distance themselves away from you. Right. You. And you're if you right. look at certain people in the world who we know now, if we looking at them, all the super solid people ain't around them, and they look like dickheads. Right. Right. You know. Hey, so not not my monkey, not my circus. Nah. But. This shirt, since you said it, I just want to let everybody know that I am, I'm really not like this. People say that I am, but that's only because I'm honest and I'm not going to lie to you because my face, if you ask me something, my face is going to answer it before my mouth does, but I'm really honest, but I, I have a way of diplomatically delivering this honesty. I don't just be like a jerk about it, you know, but I figure I'm like, since they call me that, I'm going to make some money off of it. And it's like one of my top sellers. You should. Um, you might have to make me one. I got you. Yeah, you might have to make me one. I get told that often because I tell <laughs> the truth. And you know it. Yeah. You already know, like I tell the truth. <laughs> but the thing about it is I'd rather tell you the truth and be comfortable with myself than yeah. lie to you and have to repeat that shit over and over again. Right. And once and I not tell only you, that. Once I tell you the Sorry. truth, I've cleared the air. There's no need yeah. for me to say anything else about it, you know? Right. Do you like my hair? No, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. See, I ain't that mean with it. I'm like, well, well, you know what? You can do something a little different. I wouldn't do that again. You know, you got to give, if you're going to let them down, you got to have an alternative before. But that's say, not what they asked me. They said, do you like my hair? So my answer is, no, I do not like it. <laughs> they didn't say, before you answer, please have an alternative. That was not mentioned. <laughs> That was not part of the contract. You it's asked not, me if I like it, I told you no. But that's how you let people down easy. I am um, not in the business of letting people down. <laughs> I keep um, it on it. Uh, that's, a, that's funny. 100% And then the you just, you know, people consider you to be an asshole sometimes when you don't take anybody's crap. When you're I like don't. a very assertive person and you're very like upfront and honest about everything. You wanted things done this way. And you're not a pushover. You become a B-word. You become an A-hole. You become all these negative things because you just don't want to take nobody's mess. Like, I'm not for, I'm not for, I'm not for none, basically, as the kids say. I ain't for none. I'm, I'm, I'm with that because I don't believe in holding up nobody's time and, and yeah. just shooting the shit, which would just be shooting the shit. I'd rather right. you know the information that I have and know how I feel right away. That way you know how to judge me not judge me, but you know how to deal with me. Right. If, I, if I'm continuously telling you something that ain't true, that's, to me, that's a waste of time. That's, a that's waste the real of time. asshole. What? I said, that's, that's the real asshole when you're telling people something that they want to hear instead of what they need to hear. You're basically lying. Yeah, no, I'm about to tell you what you need to hear. Yeah. Did you like that song? No, I didn't like that song, bro. It's, people don't like my songs. Like, why would, you know? If you yeah. ask me to critique it, I'll tell you. Hey, can you critique it? But if you ask me if I like it, look here. No, I don't like it. <laughs> look here. <laughs> you know, if you ask me to critique it, that's a lot different. And yeah. I'll tell you what's up, what's down, what's sideways, what's around. So right. that's a lot different. Um, but yeah, but there are different assholes out there. Like I'm one of the people that just likes to be truthful about things. I can be sarcastic, but I would rather just not hold people's time up. Um, but yeah. there are assholes out there who just ain't shit. 
and they just haven't got their just due yet. Uh, yeah. A couple of years ago, a, a, a homie of mine told me those type of people I'm supposed to stay away from because the way that I deal with them at this day and age isn't the proper way to do it. So because of that, you know, may God bless them. But I hope one day that you get what's coming to you and I get to see that shit. I, I, that's the feeling I had. You look, you gotta, you gotta go beyond that because you can't have those like, I ain't gonna say that I don't feel that way sometimes, but I'd be having to pray and meditate through that because I'm just like, that can't be my, I can't let that be my intentions and my motivation. But I ain't gonna lie and say it ain't gonna feel good to know it's something, you know, that you got, your, that you got what you was, that was coming for you, basically. Yeah. Um. You know what? I really, to a certain degree, I really don't give a shit. I just know years ago, <laughs> the, the person who I am, the person I used to be, you know, you know how you say, oh, I used to be, I used to but because you grow, you grow from these yeah. type of experiences um, through life. I know the person I used to be, man. I, I would, I would get rid of that headache so quick. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I would just know what to do with people. You know. Um, but now we live in a day and age where everybody talks too much, and they think that you know, nothing can happen to them. Everybody thinks they're Superman. So yeah. Just you just gotta let people live and go through life. At some point in time, you know something's gonna catch up to you. The yeah, truth that's true. Eventually. You know? Yeah. If nothing else, the truth will for Absolutely. sure. They say what what goes into the wash gotta come out in the ranch. Man, Nah said that on one of his songs. Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's the truth. It's the truth. I got a big, hum- uh, a big. Hum- I, I don't know. I call him like my uncle, man. He used to say that all the time. He said, man, always, he just told me, always tell the truth. He said, because what goes into the wash will come out in the rinse. If you lie to me now and I find out when I come back to you, all the dirt that came with that wash, I'm going to rinse it out on you. You know what I mean? And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, I'm good on that, pimp. You yeah. Know, I, learned, I learned a lot from stuff like that. But, yeah, you know, I'm just happy, man, that your brand is doing well, that you're out here excelling, even in the midst of, this situation that we find ourselves in, COVID nineteen, you know, it's good. Yeah, to the hustle and the grind is paying off. You know, it it is. It's a lot of work, but I'd rather work three shifts doing my thing than work a half a shift for somebody else. I would too. So, you know what I mean? It's a lot, and I'm not opposed to going back to work, and I'm not opposed to working while you're building your brand, but. I always just tell people, it's just, you got to have a plan before you depart your job. Cause it's not wise to just, people are always like, oh, well step out on faith and do this. Yes, do that, but also be wise while you're doing it. You know what I mean? Just don't like wake up one day and be like, I'm going to quit my job. I've done that so much in the past. I've literally either not gone to work, but no call, no show for the rest of the year. Not just for the day, but just for period point blank I'm done don't call me no more or I'll just you know quietly go to lunch and just not come back but I stopped doing that <laughs> she's Once. your role model ladies and gentlemen <laughs> this is your role model dead real son I did I used to everybody knows me that I've worked like 50,000 jobs like I can't even go back on Michigan Avenue no time soon because I think I've burned every bridge on that avenue yeah. There's, there's like one of posters for you, man. Have you seen this woman? 
<laughs> I've seen a couple of those, like walking in Nordstrom's. This is all plastered on the outside. I was like, damn, she out here like this. <laughs> I'm welcome back to Nordstrom. I just can't go back to Gap Inc. nowhere. Not a banana, not a gap, not an old navy, not an athletica, nothing. So how many people would actually <laughs> want to go back to Gap though? I don't know. <clears throat> you know, you got Kanye's little collab. People might want to go back just off the strength of that. Who knows? I walked in no. there a couple of times years ago just to see what was up. Some of the same people were still working there, but really, after all these years, uh, there was like security. It's like security. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, they don't even I recognize who I am no more. You know, they hair <laughs> done. I would never. I don't think if I were to go back to a retail job, it might be Nordstrom because Nordstrom was like really lax and just super. It's commission. So if you don't show up to work, that's on you. Like you gotta if you show up to work, you're gonna make your money. If you make your money, <clears throat> it's it's wise to leave early so you don't make too much hourly because it's like a versus draw type deal. Um, if you in retail, then you know what that means, draw versus or whatever. Um, but I think if I were to go back to any retail job, it would be Stuart Weissman, only because. <clears throat> the CEO of the company is called Tapestry. He's a black man, the whole CEO. And under that umbrella, you have Stuart Weitzman, Coach, and Kate Spade. So I get discounts at all those stores. And then at Stuart Weitzman, I used to get three, three pairs of shoes for free every season. And the pay is ex extremely good. The pay is good, the benefits were good. And the fact that the CEO is a black man that's like a no-brainer. If I were to go back to retail, it would be it would be Stuart Weissman for sure. It, it's too many amenities to not go back there. So sounds like a good deal. Yeah, I'm like the black a black CEO. Yeah, I'll go work for a black CEO. There aren't a lot. There no, aren't a lot, right. And then I recently, not to get into this topic too much. So if I go too deep, you know, jump in there and say your favorite color is blue or some shit like that, right? But <laughs> I recently saw some uh, corporate CEOs say there aren't a lot of black candidates for the top job. <clears throat> and I said, I wonder why, you know, I'm quite sure they get passed up on and no one even looks at these guys or they interview them and they get passed up, you know, they, or they slide the paperwork out the way, but when he said that, I was just like, that, there's no way that's not true. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that's not true. So anyway, my favorite color is blue. Back to you. Are you done calling? <clears throat> I am. <laughs> yeah. You okay? Should we take a break so you can get some water? <clears throat> I'm good. You sure? I'm positive, yeah. All right, cool. This Stuart Weissman, like the, the spirit of retail grab you. <laughs> yeah, he grabbed you. Speaking, speaking, speaking bad about them uh, places. Catching no. up to you. You know, it's just dusty down here. Mm -hmm. And I ain't been in this room since I moved out of it. It's my old summer room. <clears throat> so, like. So, how often day. are you sewing? Every day. Every day. <clears throat> Every day, except for today. So what was different about today? Um, I took a day off to kind of go run some errands. 
and that was a mistake because I spent so much money. I went to Target, the fabric store, and some random store called Tuesday Morning. It's like a Marshalls, TJ Maxx. It's just like, <clears throat> or like a Home Goods. Okay. And I'm just like, what's Tuesday morning? And I went in there and I bought some stuff. And I'm just like, this day has been so <clears throat> counterproductive and expensive, to say the least. <clears throat> if I'm I sorry. want you to cut a suit for me, could you do it? Yeah, of course. If I want you to cut all my suits for me, could you do that? Cut them? Do, do everything. Make sure I'm good. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Blazers, all that shit. All that. We're gonna have to talk, have a nice talk then. You know that, right? <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you this is your first time asking me to make you anything. Because usually when I see you, you know you you thieving and bootlegging. Stop <laughs> it. Stop <laughs> it. I thought Boy, you was gonna say something else. I'm I was gonna say no, that's not the case. No, usually you're out um or you're working. Mm -hmm. Times I've seen you, you're on the clock, you give me a hug, I'll speak to you for a few minutes. And I'll let you get back to your job. Even in those situations, you seem like you got things under control. So we'll talk for maybe 10, 15 minutes. And I'll bounce out the way. Uh, outside of work, when I see you, we're out having drinks with our <laughs> social partners. So you'll be with your crew. I'll be with my crew. And we'll just speak and then move on from there. So I'm not one of those persons that like to take up other people's time. I, I, I think you know that. I appreciate that. You know that, right? Like, I don't like to take, take up people's time. You don't. You speak. <laughs> we chip, chop it up for a second, and then we disperse. Yeah, and it's never, <laughs> it's never, it's never been like that for me to, to be um, dismissive of anybody. But I'm an introvert, and I like to acknowledge people and get the fuck out the way. And it's not to say anything <laughs> bad. It's just like, hey, how you doing? Nothing but love and respect to you. I'm going to be over here. Peace. Right. So I never like to just be in people's way all the time. And I've seen you a couple of times. You had um, one of the guys with you from. Uh, <laughs> from the Gap. <laughs> yeah, in that place. Man. Is he good? <clears throat> I would assume so, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I haven't heard anything negative. So, yeah, I guess he's alive and well. So the other guy that used to be with him, uh, Chris, how was he? Oh, Chris, I still talk to Chris. That's the homie. Yeah. That's like the super homie. Um, I feel like I'd be seeing him, but I don't, I don't know if it's really him. We were just going back and forth earlier on one of my Facebook statuses because he's just ignorant <clears throat> and likes to irritate me. But that's the homie, though. Me and Chris always been solid since our gap days. And I got the hiccups. I got all types of just got all types of, you know, going on right now. <laughs> Um, but Chris is good. Um, he's probably the only person I still talk to from the Gap consistently. Um, Carl, I see him. He's in LA now, but I, we're we're IG friends, and I see him. You know, he's doing photography and like videography. I think. Correct. So I see him doing his thing in LA, which is good. <clears throat> I don't know if you remember Carl. I think he was in stock. Yeah, I, keep in con I, keep, I keep in contact with him. Oh, you know what? Y'all was like real tight, right? Yeah, we was cool. That's my guy. 
I'm sitting here talking like you don't remember him. Yeah, I was like, damn, she remembered. Like that used to be that's that was bro, man. Like we. Yeah, it was. Well, I I had to think like, wait a minute, wait, y'all was both like super tight. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Carl. Yep. And you, Gab Days. Shout out to Muhammad. Oh, I still see Mohammed. You know, he works at Nordstrom's in the um fragrance department. Yeah, no, don't be giving out that man business like that. Yeah, he good though. <laughs> I, I, um, you know, that's my guy right there. Yeah, him. Yeah. I I used to work with him briefly when I was at Stuart Weitzman. I used to, well, not work with him, but he was right there, so I would always see him because I would cross through Nordstrom to get because I worked in the Stuart Weitzman in the um the Nordstrom's Mall, the Northbridge Mall, and I would see him all the time. And we just chop it up. And then Giorgio, he was one of the managers on the men's floor, I think. He was my manager, actually. Giorgio. Um, went, Giorgio Tall, dark skinned brother who had the dreads yeah, at the time. Yep. <clears throat> he cut off his dreads. And he was a manager at Hammermaid, which is right next door to Stuart Weitzman. So I saw Giorgio a lot also. Um, but as far as like talking and hanging out with, Chris the only one, really. Chris was cool, though. Uh, uh, uh. I have I have a lot of respect for Chris. Yeah, Chris, he's still rapping, um, working a you know a good job as well. His kids are doing really well. His daughter's like super smart, like a child prodigy. Tell him I spit that hot fire, son. <laughs> I'm gonna link y'all two on um, on Facebook so y'all can keep in touch because you know I think that'd be dope. Yeah, he good. He good. He good people. I feel like I'd be seeing him around V. But um, I'm not sure if it's him, and he's probably not sure if it's me. I think I seen him a couple of times, even at um, Pork Chop during the summer. I seen him, but I, I didn't want to walk over because I think yeah. he had a young lady with him. Yeah, that sounded about right. That yeah. probably was him. Man, I salute him, man. I love running yeah. from Chris. It's you know, <laughs> the way it's supposed to be, pimp. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm awesome, man. We are. We are. I just wish that the world thought that of us, especially you black know, women. Part of that is because of the narrative or the perception that, you know, a group of people televise and, and the bullshit that they put out that women aren't awesome and women actually are. If she can give birth to you, motherfucker, that makes her a special type of fucking awesome. Man, listen. A person could carry you for nine fucking months. And giving birth could actually kill her. That's a pretty fucking awesome person to me. You know? That is definitely almost like, you know, inheriting um, God-like qualities. That is a God. That is the first God of man. You know what ever. I mean? So I don't know. I don't have kids. Never been down that path. So I don't know. But I just look at my friends who have children. I look at my mother. Um, I just know how my grandmother how she raised her kids and how she handled things mm -hmm. and it's just amazing to see the amount of like work we put in whether you have kids or not like the amount of work we put in the strength that we have to have on a daily basis for ourselves for our families our friends like it's almost like the you know how they say like black men like this whole like that whole like debate about um um toxic what was it toxic femininity or toxic masculinity there we go yes so it's it's like i feel like women now have that role like we can't 
show emotion anymore. We can't cry. We can't be soft. We can't be women because we have to be everything else right now. It's uh, just crazy. I, but I think that's, again, those are narratives that are be, being given by people who are who don't know how to process another person's emotions. You know what I mean? That, that makes no sense. We all have hurt. We all have shame. We all have emotions. Like we all just need to be able to deal with that. And if a person is hurting, either we move out the way or we find a way to console them. Like that's, it's just that yeah. simple. I had that conversation with someone before. If I see someone crying, only thing I know to do is ask them if they are okay. Um, yeah. I don't get too caught up in trying to be there for them because I don't know people that well, especially if I'm working with them. Yeah. Um, I've seen people crying on the street or on the bus and like, hey, you just pass them some tissue or you ask them, at the, hey, are you okay? Yeah. You know? And sometimes they either may vent or they just say, I'm cool, I'm cool, I just got, I got a lot going on. But there are certain yeah. people who do need that hug. They do need somebody to embrace them and, and, and console them in the moment. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think we shame shit like that just because there are people out there who are insecure and selfish. And again, those yeah. are assholes, by the way. But um, people who are yeah. like that, man, they don't want to deal with their own emotions. And they're, they're, they're not true. in touch with their own emotions. And it might be why they have other issues as well. But That is um, very true. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Because um, <clears throat> I, I also find myself like not being emotional in front of people just because I feel like I have this role that I have to kind of live up to like that, yeah. that strong friend that everybody goes to and just opens up and tells the business tell I mean I'm I'm receiving all of their business so I feel like I can't show that emotion <clears throat> and then when you I'm can, dating, though. I, it's just up to I you can't, I can and when I do people get alarmed they're like oh my god Veronica you're crying yes I do cry actually I cry a lot I just don't yeah cry because you people. guys are just so used to the the repetition of me being strong it's the same thing with me too and yeah when the homie saw me like get emotional and I was like I was upset and I was crying because I had so much shit going on he's like oh shit like you for real for real I'm like yeah dude like I'm tired of holding all this shit in man like bro listen to me I don't need yeah. you to say shit else just listen to what the fuck I gotta say <laughs> and he was just That's like it. man and he, he didn't say nothing and I was like I just need to get that out I need to air all this shit out and I just need to reset and I'm telling you because I trust you and and that's that you know, I don't need you to say right. nothing else about what the fuck I did or what I said. That's between us. And we're going to keep on rocking. But I'm used to hearing his problems and other people's problems. I mean, yeah. I'm used to hearing about people talking about their kids and, and everything in the world, their wives, all type of shit. So, you know, yeah. at that point, it was just like, all right, you motherfuckers are going to listen to me. Right, that's right. Shit I need to, I need to <laughs> unveil and let go of. You know, I need to... Was that the, the dam? I need to let some of this water out the dam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This motherfucker burst open and the wrong person get hurt. <laughs> right. That's exactly what be happening. Like, yeah. wrong person get cursed out. Like, I didn't mean to, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to black out on you. It was meant for somebody else, but you just yeah. caught it at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's the, that's what I don't want because I worked so hard over the years to deal with the rage and anger issue. You know, and now that I have it in its proper place, that's not the situation you want to see. Like, you don't want to see that that show up. Because once yeah. that comes out, then we're, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Then we, then we got to start all the way over again. Right. Um, lights out. <laughs> no, light on. Like, light on. And there is no off switch. You're going to get all this shit. 
everything, everything that been sitting in the fucking dark. Now you're gonna see everything, you know. So oh my God. we definitely want to. I think it's, it's it's definitely a positive thing to be able to talk to people and let some of that stuff out. Yeah, know? I agree. Yeah. Anything new that you got on got got going on? I mean. Um. So I am working on, but this is new. This is different now, speaking of new. So I have my name on the bottom of it. Before it just, it was just asshole, period. But now it has my name on here. Okay. Anyway, um, so I'm working on this fashion show with my homegirl. Her and I are doing this show December 1st. So those who are listening, I hope and pray you guys are able to make it. We're, we're working on the you know, the details, the fine details, but the save the date, we posted it last week, December 1st, 2020. Um, the name of the show is called uh, Pyrokinesis. And, you know, it's a fashion presentation. So it's just me and my homegirl. And we like, <clears throat> like we're really in immersed into this fashion, right? So we're going to give you a real fashion show. It's not going to be no intermissions, no dance group coming out, performances, none of that. It's going to be a straight fashion show as if you would go to New York and you see a show in New York, you're there for 20 minutes. That's it. If if you're there that long. Like fashion shows don't have all the, you know. Glamour and um, lips and all that overrun stuff. Yeah, it's not all that extra stuff that goes on so in fashion So will it be just shows. straight continuous cycle or will there be an intermission where you just break it up and then the next person comes out and do something different? Um, if it is an intermission, it it would literally be like a minute, and that's only to introduce um the next person. So basically, I'm gonna open the show, and she's gonna close it. So it's just two of us. Okay. Um, and then um, I don't think it's gonna be. It might be like a little pre gathering where you like network and do all that and have like hors d'oeuvres and drinks and stuff like that might be an hour, like a pre-show type deal. But then once the show starts, it's going to be like probably all of 10 minutes long. Seriously. Okay. okay. Um, so I, 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 long? I have to put this out soon then. Yeah, you definitely got to be there. Um, we're going to be doing, you know, obviously a limited seating because of what's going on. And then we're going to try to incorporate um, a virtual show for those who can't make it. Um but we're trying to figure this all out because it's all new. Like it's easy to plan an event, but it's really difficult to plan an event during like very weird, unpredictable times. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you, you can set a date, but then who knows what's going to happen in the next 30 days, let alone, you know, another month and a half from now. Yeah. So <clears throat> we'll see. But where is it going to Huh? Where is it going to be again? Oh, we we are figuring that we're trying to figure that out. Ah. We have two places narrowed down. One is downtown, and another place is like, um, kind of like Wicker Parkish area. But <clears throat> I don't want to like see my whole thing. I want to find a place that's easy to get to, and the parking is easy for the people that are going to be able to attend. Um, so that's a big thing for me and the space, obviously the size of the space has to accommodate 
we want to at least get a hundred people. I know that's that sounds crazy, but I think if we can that's get a lot, people, it's a lot. But that's, if we space them out, that's uh, that's a that might be a no no. It might be. <laughs> It might be, but you know, I don't know. Atlanta wide open, they still bringing out bottles with sparks in them. So I I figured like we might be able to get a little something across. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Wishful thinking, wishful thinking. I'm not saying nothing. I'm just, you know, I'm just here. (laughs) I'm just here to promote your business and and what you got going on. That's it. Because we can't just have 10 people there. That's 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 not not. 10, but you know, half of a hundred maybe. 50 might be doable, but we're going to push it. We're going we gonna to try to push it to the limit. If we space them out, I think we could do it. That might be a big place then. It's going to be, It's we found a really big place. It's just really big on the price tag too. So, but that's what I got coming up. Um, I'm working on some pieces that I want to drop before I, I before I get tied up with making these pieces for my fashion show because it's going to be I'm going to have 27 pieces and that's a lot so I, I my homegirl and I we were gonna we said that we're going to fast for the month of November so we can focus on this all the pieces getting done and all the um like the preliminary planning and all of that so I, I'm not going to probably drink or eat meat for the month of November. And I'm going to attempt, not attempt, I'm going to, okay, got to watch how you say things. I'm going to knock out a look a day. And then the, the, the next few days, I'll just use that to fine tune some things. Yes, uh, a friend of mine recently told me we're no longer trying to do anything. Either we were working on it or we're doing it. We're doing it, period. Yeah. That's what he told me. He said the same way you did this podcast, people kept telling you it was something you should try. He said, you didn't try, you did it. I told him I didn't want to. I was like, I I really didn't want to, but the moment I started doing it and you started hearing people's story and a conversation that people like to have, or those who actually will talk to me, you know, (laughs) it it became something that I started to looking at at going, yo, this ain't bad, you know? You know, I, I love doing podcasts. I mean, I would never do one myself, but I love being featured on them. I've done a few. Um, my best friend's husband, may he rest in peace. Um, before he passed away, him and a few of his friends did a podcast called What's Up Fam. Okay. Was it called What's Up Fam? I think so. Oh, that's bad. I don't remember the name of it. Um, But... And I, I appeared on that one quite often because obviously that's my best friend's husband. So I would just pop up and be like, hey guys, hand me a mic. And then I just, you know, get on there and say a couple words here and there. But I've been on a few podcasts and I, I like them. They're kind of fun just to kind of, you know, have debates, go back and forth, hear people's yeah. stories, like you said, and just just have just adult conversation. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. Um, I love I love a good podcast. Yeah, it's something that I was I was like, yo, this ain't too bad. And then someone told me, yo, the more you do it, yeah. you get better at it. And I was like, I, that, yeah. that's the plan. I don't plan on you know staying the same. I, I plan on growing and not just being stagnant with it. But of I've course, noticed that with it, just certain people are just better at it than others. Like when you're interviewing them, like the conversation just flows a lot better because they understand we're having a conversation and it's not just me interviewing you. 
you know, and asking you 21 questions or something like that. So just yeah. flowing conversations is better than me asking people questions. Yeah, I think the most successful ones that I've done have been the ones that I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, you know, some, some will be, yeah, and I like that because it makes the conversation more genuine and then it doesn't give me time to think. Like one of my homies has, um, he used to do this uh, UIC radio show and over the, you know, the lockdown the beginning, we did a, it was called COVID Conversations. So he literally hit me up the day before and was like, yo, I need you to do this, da 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 you know, of course, everybody's in the house, so I wasn't, I wasn't out nowhere. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, cool. And he did, he he sprung it on me at the last minute, didn't tell me what he was gonna say for that very reason. And he said, I wanted you to not overthink what we're gonna talk about because he he knew I would overthink it, and I wouldn't want to do it, and I talked myself out of it. Yeah, that's but, the best way to do it to, to have yeah. the most organic self, and to for you to give your actual um, view on how you feel about things. And not to say that we want, I want you to say something unfiltered and uncensored or whatever it is. It's just the more genuine it is, you'll mean it and you will, there's a chance that you may explain it a lot better. And I can just go back and ask you about it, you know, so we have clarity of it instead of you right. having a chance to sit down and write it out and think about it. And, and it just sounds like it was all planned out. I don't want anything planned. I want you just right. to just be yourself, you know? Right. You know, like me talking about you bootlegging. We know that you didn't really bootleg <laughs> all the time. Huh? You know, it's just, you know, occasionally I caught you, you know. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, definitely a, a feeling of just something being organic and fresh. You know, nothing that's just been sitting in the park simmering for a while because you had some yeah. time to think about yeah. it. Although, I will mm -hmm. say this, shout out to Keon 2K, my bro. He told me have eight questions to ask these people because a lot of them aren't going to want to talk. And he's saying, you're going to be trying to force people to talk and they're not going to talk. And you online, bro. Salute you for that because, <laughs> man, some of these people I've had to interview or try to interview, it's a, it's, a, it's a task. It's a task. They make it more of a journey than it should be. Like, I just want you to have a conversation. Tell people, tell the world how you feel. Right. That's it. That's it. That's it. Tell, about racism, tell the world how you feel. Tell the world what you do. And that's it. Yeah. If it's about racism, speak on racism. Speak on it openly. Say how you really feel about the shit. The shit is horrible. It's disgusting. You know, you feel like you you in a fucking scary movie that ain't never ended yet. Then just say that shit. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Can't nobody knock you for your opinion. And if they do, I'll be right by your side to back you up. Right. Straight up. I ain't gonna let nobody get out here and, and just... Uh, demean you and, and say defamatory derogative things about you like i'm, I'm with you racism yeah. ain't shit racism sucks and the people that back racism ain't shit either so period it's like that with any topic that's you know near and dear to a person's heart you know if you you don't like banana pudding i ain't gonna back you on that because i like black <laughs> banana pudding, but i like yo that's that person's opinion maybe well, take my black card away because i don't like banana pudding or uh peach cobbler <laughs> and it doesn't matter my mom can cook it my grandmother could may god rest her beautiful soul what? i would nobody's banana pudding i it's, it's, it's the texture for me as the kids say it's the texture for me <laughs> 
You will I'm not sorry. Have any of my clothes anymore. That's that's over and done with. <laughs> we are done. You can't no, you can't be around me talking like that. Oh man, banana pudding is just too ooh. I like bananas. I bet. But banana pudding is good, man. I like banana ice cream. No, that sounds disgusting. No, it's it's good. Cold Stone uh-huh. got a banana ice cream that is fire. And you put a few um, wafers in there and it gives you the banana pudding vibes. She puts wafers in the banana ice cream, but <laughs> listen, listen to this blasphemy. This is blasphemy. What type of backwards person are you? Hey, I'm just telling you the truth. That just sounds bad. One thing that probably would get my car revoked. Yeah, I think it might. I think it might. <laughs> Again. I yeah. said I got two questions for you. Okay. So, because I see, you know, we, we're Facebook friends, obviously, and you always talk about movies and documentaries and all that. So, do you watch this this show, this Lovecraft Country? Do you watch that? Yes, sir. yes, yes. Okay. I I I want to watch it. I do. I think I want to be in, but I can't. Okay, so let me tell you why. Because isn't Jordan Peele, isn't he the writer? He's the director? He's the executive producer. Okay. Um, I'm not a big Jordan Peele fan. Okay, I'm sorry, Black people. I'm just not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got a white wife anyway, so I don't even think no, he got nothing Black to people. do with him, though. Like, leave <laughs> her out of that. Come on now. Oh, okay, Come on okay, now. okay. I'm just saying. But um, I can't get into the gore and... Is it is it really gory? Because I want to watch it for like the you know the hidden history things that are in there, the black history facts that are in there, and the references. And I think that's so dope how they do that. However, if it's like bloody and gory and scary, I ain't gonna be able to do it. There is some blood. Okay. There is a little gore. It's not that. It's not that crazy. But let me say this to you as well. The and I ain't story... on sci-fi. That's say what? Thing. I'm not. I'm not big on like sci-fi. That's another thing. Blah, 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 blah. All right. <laughs> the story of black people in America from the inception of us being brought here is bloody, gory, and horrific. That, that is, is true. Story. That is your that fucking is true. story. It is very bloody, it's very gory, and it's very horrific. Million, millions and millions and millions upon millions of us have been stolen, kidnapped, and abduct, abducted from where we come from. We have been reduced to nothing. We don't know any African ancestry or culture to ourselves. So since we've been here, we've created culture, not just for ourselves, but for the world. Jazz music, country music, all that other stuff. I'm not gonna really get into it. Wash machine, dryer, cell phone, all that shit. You know, blood transfusion, I do this, I can do this all day, right? But <laughs> the thing that you're watching is the fact that the stuff that has happened to us. He's showing it to you in the fashion that it kind of happened. So the horror of it is real. That's but people true. Like, right. People love horror movies. So our life is a fucking horror movie. Even to this day, Amal Aubrey was hunted down and shot. You saw the blood splatter as soon as the bullet, the pellets ripped through his body, right? I watched that it is over true. and over and over again. All right. George Floyd, three cops sat on that man. And the one that we did see was kneeling on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. No emotion, no empathy, none whatsoever, right? So 
there's nothing wrong with watching it. You are seeing nothing but the story told about you. That's all you are paying attention to. From that perspective, I appreciate and I'm going I'm going to watch the first episode and see if I could if I can get through it. Because even looking at pictures from like from slavery and like the, the wounds on the back, like that just makes my stomach hurt, like looking at that. And I can't imagine just the thought of like like it's crazy to me. But we're not gonna jump down that rabbit hole today because we don't have to jump down that rabbit hole, but it's real. It's yeah, very, it is very real. real. And we've we're we've been the ones to burden that, right? And all the derogatory comments and the 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 stereotypical bullshit that we hear about us all the time. Four hundred years of working for people for free, inventing damn near every fucking thing, right? And then to tell us after that, after it's all over, that they're lazy, right? How does that make sense? The White House was built by people that look like me. Yeah. Washington, D.C., Pennsylvania, five states on the eastern coast. The architect was a black man. Astronomy, astrology, all that. Everything I got, I got it from a black man. And then you turn around and tell us that we're lazy. But we work for free. So how how are we lazy? Then we birth your kids. We raise your kids. You raped us. We cook meals for you. Everything that y'all got. It came from somebody that looked like us. Yeah. So the horror and gore of it, it's all there. Yeah, you're going to see it. You may cringe a little bit. Not me on, until I saw them little bitches. I ain't going to even get into that because you have to watch it. <laughs> I watched that though the other day. I said, if I don't do nothing else, I have to YouTube these two girls because everybody was like, oh my God, it was so scared. Like, grown it men. It creeped me about the how- fuck out. I wanted to kill it them. It creeped me bitches. out. It didn't creep me out. I watched it. I was like, oh, okay, they getting it. No, them little bitches creeped me out. I wanted to kill them, my damn self. I was at the at the at the TV with a knife, like, oh, I wish I could just stab y'all. I think it was the memes that did it for me. The memes were scarier than the actual scene. No, you had to see them, <laughs> you had to see them little bitches moving around, you know, and, and popping. I out. saw it. I, I YouTube it. I saw it. I saw it. It was crazy, but I am going to give it a chance. I, I definitely love a good like creative depiction of what we went through you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i'm not a, I, I wasn't a fan of get out but then also yeah, I saw, you know what and i said i'm gonna give get out a chance i ain't gonna lie i'm just gonna be completely transparent i saw it on the bootleg we watched it on like the internet and it was a very poor copy so i said i was gonna watch it and Cause I, I like the, I like the hidden agenda. I like how Jordan Peele. I, okay, I shouldn't say I don't like him and his work. That's unfair. You don't like the the the, the method in which he does it. You don't like the horror and everything. That's what you're. You don't like that. That's what bothers you, right? Well, Get Out wasn't that like terrifying it and scary. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't. But it was. It it was. It was weird. And I got it, and I got the underlying messages that he tried to, well, not try, but that that he got across. Yes. And I loved that. I loved how he did that, because it's like one. It's like a. It's like hearing like a Jay Z verse, and you hear a line, but then you randomly think about a line he said, and be like, "Oh my God, that's what he meant." It just dawned on me. It's like one of them. Like it just dawns on you, like that's what he was getting across in that movie. The other movie with um Lapita. Us. I fell asleep. Yeah. 
I fell asleep through that. I, I think that was a lot of people because I, I left out of there like, maybe I should smoke next time I go see it. I, I said I'm gonna give it a chance again because you know it's, it's a brother that did that work and I, I want to support black people in every nah, regard. Nah, if something is bad, nah. it's bad. We got to call it what it is. I fell asleep. I didn't get it. Give it a chance, and I'm like, okay. I watched it all the way through. I saw it with family. I saw it with some homies. I saw it with a young lady I was dealing with at the time. No. No. <laughs> the only thing I got out of it, you know, was that I wanted to listen to uh, I Got Five on it. Blast. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. But no, I definitely want to see Get Out again. Because at least I saw that movie in on a real screen but get out i definitely want to try to watch it on a real screen without watching it bootleg and i'm gonna give lovecraft count country country i keep saying I county you over here just messing up the name man no i'm sorry you don't hey. like banana pudding you don't like peach cobbler you got two strikes against you already man you, you almost well, there in my defense, I'm not a big sweet person. I don't eat a lot of sweets, period. I don't eat a lot of sweet cookies, cakes, and ice cream, stuff like that. I can't eat ice cream because it makes me sick. I'm not lactose intolerant, but it's something about ice cream that just makes me want to throw up. But I will eat it if I'm craving it. And when so I crave it... some banana ice cream with wafers in it. Cold Stone got it, man. This I'm saying. Blasphemous. You are blasphemous, man. <laughs> Type of person Sorry. are you, man? <laughs> oh, I eat soul food. Oh, like that's supposed <laughs> to make everything better. Like that's supposed to make it better. <laughs> it does. I, I I eat it and I cook it from scratch. Thanks to my grandmother and my mom, you know. But I just don't eat. But then put it in peach cobbler. You know how to cook? I do. I would be shaming my mother and my grandmother and, and my southern background if I did not know how to cook. Like my family, my, my mother's side, my grandparents, they're from Tupelo, Mississippi. So we Shout used to drive Tupelo, down. Mississippi. Yes. We used, to, yeah. <laughs> we used to drive down to Mississippi just randomly. We'll get in the car, meet my grandparents and just drive down there. And I, like I said, I spent a lot of time with them growing up. So during the summers, I would go to my grandparents' house during summer vacation because my mom worked a full-time job. And like I said, my, my, my siblings are significantly older than me. So they weren't trying to babysit me. They were trying to be out in the streets kicking it. So I just, I grew up in a very soulful house, very, very Southern um, ways of, you know, Living. preparing the food cooking the food all of that like i'll go with my grandfather we'll go fishing he'll come home he'll scale the fish prepare it and all that and then fry it and we'll have dinner and you know i grew up eating chitlins sorry <laughs> i don't eat them now i don't eat them now but look <laughs> listen i'm telling my grand tupelo mississippi you got to understand they they don't leave nothing on the table. They eat every part of the every animal you could think of. Only thing I did not eat that my grandfather ate was like alligator, frog, and um rabbit. I had rabbit, I had uh frog. I just can't do it. Yeah. 
My dad made and cow brains. He made me hunt it with him. He made me skin it. Made me skin it with him. Yep. No, I can't do that. And my grandparents, they used to eat cow brains, so they would scramble it like scrambled eggs, and yep. scramble it with the eggs. Well, like it's a lot of a lot of country stuff that I grew up eating that I just would not even think about eating now. So. Yes, deer meat I know is very how. good if you ever if you ever get a chance and someone says you want some deer sausage or something like that, it's the bomb. Shit's mm -mm. fire. I'm telling you, mm -mm. that shit is good in a motherfucker. I ain't gonna even I ain't gonna even hold you, son. I ain't gonna mm -hmm. hold you, son. Like deer meat is that's what's up. That's disgusting. No, I'm dead serious. I had to learn how to hunt that shit with my pops. You know, that was that thing. I'm dead serious. Like deer meat is good. <laughs> He made like he made like pork chops when we was kids or whatever he did or I used to have like the deer sandwiches man the sausages all that he used to do all that shit with that man straight up <laughs> so watch him hunt the deer down I would go with him post it up in a tree or in a bush or somewhere. Where's your dad from? My dad's from uh, Mississippi. Okay. Like Vaughn, Mississippi, or Yazoo or some shit like that. Okay, I heard the Vaughn. Yeah, so uh, yeah. we were up there in the in deep south. Ain't shit really around there. And yeah. You kill what you cook. So uh, yeah. there was like uh, grocery stores, but for the most part, if we were going to eat meat and it wasn't cow, that man would get up and go hunt rabbit, anything, you know what I'm saying, and bring it back home. They're serious. Show me how to scan animals and all that stuff. I believe it. If you if he's from Mississippi, I definitely believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I lived down there with him for two years. You know what I mean? So I definitely learned a little bit about hunting and fishing. Yeah. I think that's one of the one places where my love for knives started growing up. Mm -hmm. And then guns later on. So yeah, you kind of get good with those. You know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I had a second question, but I forgot the first. The main oh, question. Oh, shit. I forgot about the question. We we we've been on number one for a while, man. I know, and I forgot about number two. But okay, so I'm gonna check out Love Lovecraft Country. Watch an episode of two tonight. I'm gonna be up doing some work, so I'm gonna check it out while I'm working. If it's too gory, that's the part that I like. The thing about it is that, um, how can I put it? The first or the first episode or two, you have to pay attention, but it picks up after that. Like that's the thing. Like it starts to pick up because you start learning more about the characters and sisters, aunties, daddies, and things like that. So it's kind of like, is your version of Game of Thrones? How about that? Did you watch Game of Thrones? Okay, I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Okay. No, well, this would this would be your game. With I couldn't give it the accent. Everybody talking about okay. accents, man. And this is the first season. <laughs> People. I do it. People. No, it was um. So yeah, just get past the first two episodes, and then you'll be like, "Oh shit, he was right." And you'll see. You'll see. And this is only season one, right? Only season one. Yep. Okay. So I got a lot to. A lot to catch up on. Someone sent me an article uh, yesterday saying that they're they they're not talking about renewing it for season two. Oh damn! Yeah, and that's not a bad thing. It's just She's that, black, huh? huh? 
What you said? It's too black for the people. No, I think like, it could it could be it could be that's that's usually an issue, you know, something like that. But um, I think sometimes when you do a masterpiece, you would rather just leave it as is because uh, they did that with Watchmen too. With uh, what's her fine? What's that fine ass woman name? She was uh on um. Oh my, Regina King. Ah, she's so fine. Um, I love. She's pretty. Women. Yeah, black women are awesome. Um, yeah, she was on. She did Watchmen. She did that first season, and they weren't. They didn't renew it. They didn't renew it. So, yeah. And the guy said he was getting death threats and all this stuff and you know, all this other shit. It's crazy how when you put the truth on TV. People are upset about it, but they they rather just deal with fairy tales and magic and shit like that. Like not a situation that actually happened. You know, Black Wall Street actually happened. The government bombed Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, where black people were living because they were making them money and they didn't need the government and nobody else. Black people got together and said, we're gonna establish this town here. They burned it to the ground. Yeah. First bombing on US soil. Yeah, crazy, 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 man. And it's happened several times. It's happened several times. Yeah, I was reading something that had all the the events of that, like a similar Tulsa situation going on in the world. I mean, in the past, not in the world, but in the past. And I didn't even know myself as a Black woman that we've had that many, you know, neighborhood bombings like that just because... Black people try to just do better, like crazy. Yeah. They tell us to do, do it on your own, and then you go and do it on your own. Then they come in and bomb it, bomb it, or burn it to the ground. Florida, North Carolina, yeah, uh, New York, Philadelphia, all these places, Chicago, yeah, uh, yeah, all over, all over. So yeah. So maybe I should watch The Watchmen first and then watch Lovecraft Country. The Watchmen is dope. I liked it. I liked it. Now, now I want to watch, I think watch that first. Huh? Yeah. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch them both. And then I'm going to report back to you and let you know what I think about both of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. You should. And I think I'll post this soon instead of waiting since you're having your event. Okay. Soon. Yeah, that'll be awesome. But I don't have any details yet, so you don't have to post it so, so soon. You just take your time posting it. Hold on. I'm going to pause it because you're you're lagging. All right. We ain't going to end it yet because you were, you're supposed to ask me my second question and I didn't get it. I can't figure the second question out. Should have wrote that shit down, son. I thought I, you know, I thought in my memory was that big ass head that you were remembering shit. I know it's super round, right? Just huge apple head. I can't. And did they ever call you like marshmallow, like pie face and stuff growing up? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm like, my my face ain't even that round, you know, pie face. But okay. I don't know, man. That shit is like almost perfectly. <laughs> the marshmallow pies back in the day. Oh my god! Oh, them shits was yeah. disgusting, and I think, why the fuck was I eating that shit? That was disgusting, <laughs> yo. 
I can't. That was horrible. Excuse me. Yeah. Is it still dragging? Is it yeah, still like yeah. a delay? Yeah, and we ain't even talking about Black history or nothing like that. So, well, they probably said we had enough for you, Black people, you Negroes, for the night. Maybe. <laughs> ain't no telling. <laughs> ain't no telling. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got. Until I thought you would remember that qu- your uh, second question, but Watchmen. I would suggest you 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 get into that Watchmen and, and Lovecraft Country. Those are two good ones. Yep. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna do that and get and report back to you and let you know what I think about it. And then um we I'll do this again whenever you invite me back on, you know. Yeah. I have to talk to you about some clothes too though. Yeah, I'll I'll inbox you my number. I'm surprised that we never exchange numbers as many times we see each other. I was about to say that like do I let me let's do the check, let's do the rundown, right? You should. I get my number that. Well, not everybody, but no, you, know. you ain't. Don't do that over this thing, man. I don't know who watching. I do not. I would do that no way. Let's see. Veronica Kelly. Does it end with a zero? No, that's my old number. Oh, okay. So I gotta inbox you my new one. Yeah, this is I think I got the number when you was back uh doing all the bootlegging. Probably so. Yeah, that's the boosting, my fault boosting. I'm sorry. With the same thing. Yeah, scamming and everything like that. Yeah. You know, Chicago, that's what we do. East side. Scamdemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chicago baby. You gotta make a no a way out of nowhere, god damn it. <laughs> right, listen, listen. They don't know um, the out here in these streets, man. We ain't got nothing. He's <laughs> so funny. But well, I don't want to continue on if I'm if I'm delayed, because that's no fun. No, you good now. Like you, you know. I'm good, okay. I, yeah, I guess they like, oh, they talking about scamming. Clear it up, clear right. it up. We want to see, we want to see all the credit cards, you know. Right, right. Now now they clear it up. We talking about the scam demic. Now they want to know and get in tune. Yeah, they like oh, he's, find out he's, him, he's connected to it. I'm like nah, nah, pimp. Right. I'm Let straight. Let me find out Zoom is an extension of the government. Everything I got is legal. <laughs> Big everything. I don't <laughs> around like that. Yeah. Do you read any books? I do. I I have been reading. I used to read a lot um, in my college days and when I worked retail, but. As an entrepreneur, I find myself so busy that I'm like burnout. So I don't really read as much. So I said, I'm going to force myself to start reading more. So I've been reading a lot of um, like wellness books, like manifestation books and stuff like that. Um, My mom has this book that I'm probably going to steal from her. um, This James Baldwin book, actually. And I forget the name of it. She just bought it and I'm going to steal it from her. Cause she'd just be buying books just to decorate, but she'd be reading too, but she'll buy books for like decor purposes, but I'm going to actually go and take it. So right now I'm finishing up this book by Deepak Chopra called the seven laws, the seven spiritual laws of success. Okay. It's a super easy read. Um, the chapters, you probably be on one chapter for like 10 minutes, if that. So I'll read a chapter a night. 
that's basically a week long because there's seven of them. Um, it's super good. It's, it's super enlightening. Um, I recently read this other book called Million Dollar Habits by Brian Tracy. It's a really good book for entrepreneurs to read. Um, and then there's another manifestation book called, I read two. One is called Manifest Now by Ideal. I forget her name, but on Instagram, her name is Idealionaire. And then there's another book called The Last, The Very Last Manifestation Book You'll Ever Read. And that's the one I'm finishing up. So I'm kind of alternating between the Deepak Chopra book, which I'm almost done with, and then the last manifestation book I'm almost done with as well. So when I'm when I get done with those two, then I think I'm gonna read this Jay-Z book by Michael Eric Dyson. Uh, put this one on your list. Warrior of the Light. Okay. Yep. I'm definitely gonna do that. Yep. Put that on your list. Warrior of the Light. Who is yep. that by? Uh, Paolo Coelho. I hope I said your name right. If I did not, I apologize. <laughs> I think he's Brazilian. See, Brazilian. Paolo okay. Coelho. Coelho. I don't know. I don't know if I got a pen, but I will text it to you. Right, text it to me. That reason that way I can save your number. So, oh, here go a pen right here. You don't still have that number, do you? I don't, and I'm mad I got rid of that. I should have got I should have gotten rid of my other number and kept my three one two number. I have some pictures in here. I should just not. <laughs> Man. Warrior of the Light. I'm not gonna forget that though. It's a, it's a good book. Um, it's okay. you're talking about manifestations. This is about uh, affirmations for you. You know, it's just like oh, attitude, nice the attitude that you should have towards the things you're doing. And then when you realize it's like yo, I'm already doing this stuff. But it's good to just know that um, this book was just put in place to make sure that you stayed on the path that you're on to get where yeah. you're trying to go. Yeah. Million Dollar Habits is a good book, too, as far as um, there's so many levels of like, I guess, you know, ways to discipline yourself when you're on the road to entrepreneurship and you want to be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. um, it has like manifestation techniques, um, you know, spiritual techniques. You know what I mean? Like praying and it has references to a lot of things that I found interesting. And I didn't finish it. I got halfway through it and then I started reading something else. But I think I'm going to actually start that book over because um, the first four chapters were like really good. And there's a lot of good takeaways for like entrepreneurs, for sure. So that is definitely a go to or a must read if you are trying to be a millionaire. You have to think like one surround yourself with them which and is the biggest which is one of the biggest keys of it right making sure yeah. you're around the type of people to get yeah because you want to know how they did it and the only way to know is if you surround yourself with them and sometimes that energy is contagious so you want to surround yourself with people who are going to project positive energy that are, that's going to motivate you to create or whatever it is that you do you know what i mean to get yeah. get to the bag as the kids say, get to that bag. Absolutely, man. It's, it's definitely necessary. Would you believe yeah. me if I told you I was already a millionaire? I wouldn't. I wouldn't not believe you. 
Who am I to question your uh, financial status, you know? You don't have to question it. I say, would you believe me if I told you I was already a millionaire? You know why I would probably believe you? Because millionaires are most, most millionaires, the people with money, money, don't advertise it. They're really low key. They're really like, you know, out the way and they don't want it to, to allude to anything that they got money. So I would I would believe it, yeah. You might low-key be somewhere sitting on the mill. Maybe. And you talk about your family in from Mississippi, y'all probably got some land down there. And facts. I'm just saying, you know, like, come on now. Facts. I know that Mississippi life and what, I don't. what it leave behind. Huh? I don't. Well, I did <laughs> I did live there for a few years, yes. I I know what it's like, but at this age, I could appreciate it more because um at the time you're young and the times that I was down there, even after I got older, when you're 20 something, your twenties, you really want to hang out, party and do things like that. And, and Mississippi and Tennessee, uh, Florida, even though they do have their cities, it's yeah. still a little slower than what you're used to with Chicago. You can catch a train and be anywhere, right? Yeah, of course. You can be in any neighborhood at any given time uh, when you're moving around Chicago and in those places, driving an hour just to get somewhere and if you don't enjoy that place within that hour that you're there, you got to get up and go somewhere else and drive another hour and a half somewhere else. So because <laughs> everything is so spread out, you know, um, you, you, it's the enjoyment of it isn't, isn't, isn't the same. Right. Yeah, but I would definitely text you the book. It's called Warrior of the Light, and it's on Warrior. my show. Don't, don't even worry about it. I got you. I'm telling you, Pimp, I got you. I, got you. I was going to say... Just let me just hand it off to me. You read it already. No, I don't give nobody no books no more. Listen, let me say, and let me say this. All right. <laughs> if this person is listening, if you just so happen to come across this, I gave you a book. That book cost me 500 and something dollars to get. You haven't returned that book. That book is years what and years book is old. This? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not going to even say nothing, but you know who you are. You have that book. I hope you enjoyed it. Even if you lost it, pimp, you know. It is what it is, but that was an expensive book. And certain books, let me also say this to people, certain books that you pay for out here, you have to put your name on the line when you get these books. They ask you for certain credentials when you go and get these books. So these books aren't to be played with or just taken for granted. Like these books cost money and, and, and they mean something to some of us. So because of that, I stopped giving people books. I would rather you download the PDF the audio book or whatever it is you're gonna do i don't care if you do like veronica and you you know you start bootlegging and boosting and doing all that scamming people for books do whatever it is you gotta do but i'm not giving nobody nothing ever oh again. my god who is this that ruined it for me i ain't gonna say your name but you know who you are um okay you know, I'm... we know why you've been avoiding me we know why you've been been avoiding me oh wow okay well i i respect that i get it I would I would have returned it nice and neatly to you, but I get to it. To the I other four it. people who have books of mine too. Oh, oh, dang. Yeah. dang. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna buy it. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Over a book. I mean, it's it's something simple like a book, right? But I love my books. I love my books. Yeah. You know, I paid yeah. for it. I paid for it. It's mine. I I I I at least at the time I owned it. You basically just lent out borrowed my book to steal it from me. That's crazy. Yeah, well, you had. I feel like they had a premeditated intention to do it. You know what I mean? Like that's what you plan on doing. 
$500 book, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, even if they don't know how much it costs, you know, it's, it's still a principle, you know? Yeah. You're supposed to have respect amongst men and integrity and all that shit. You still a book, man, you ain't shit. It don't, loyalty and integrity don't exist no more. Uh, it does. It's a very small group of people, very yeah. small group of people that it exists amongst. Yeah. And I have my faults. I fucked up with people, man, that I still love I, and, and I miss to this day, but, and stuff like that, man. It's a book, man. Get a book back, but whatever. Whatever. The book <laughs> is gone. Mm-mm. And we're going to keep on rocking because to this day, I'm still a dope motherfucker out here living and doing doing better than probably they are. I tell yeah. You I can tell you that for a fact. <laughs> 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 over a book man I wouldn't you know it's all good yeah so you still don't remember this question that you were supposed to ask me I don't I'm sorry I I'm don't ashamed of you. I'm ashamed I was trying to like you know talk and keep going and flowing and thought it would come back but it didn't it's gone I saw you, I saw you trying to play it off yeah yeah, it's gone. I'm sorry. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you're a horrible person. Because <laughs> you don't like banana pudding, you know, or peach cobbler. What about uh, blueberry cobbler? I don't like cobblers or puddings, period. This motherfucker, man. No. <laughs> Why are you here, I, you know? The only thing I can eat is uh, sweet potato pie because it's stiff. It doesn't have like a weird consistency to it. Sweet potato pie is my favorite, but you get no pass. You get no pass for that. But low key, and I don't eat anyone's sweet potato pie unless it's my mom's and my grandmother's. But my grandmother has since gone on home with the Lord. But prior to that, it was just them two. But now it's just my mom. But ain't she sweet? Has a, a sweet potato pie that is so good. And I promise you. I am a sweet potato snob. Actually, I'm not a snob. I don't eat no one else's but my mom's. But that there, that got crack sprinkled on it for real. It's something in there. <laughs> <laughs> got I promise you, it is like amazing. But shout out to Ancient Sweet Black owned. Food is always bomb when I go there. Is that next to the Sip and Saver? It is, yeah. On 43rd Street? Yes, it is, yep. But I, I like the one on 95th Street. Salute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, I go to the one on 95th Street, really. Oh, okay. Well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not not the, not saying anything because that's the, the neighborhood that I'm usually in. So I go there. But um, the one on 43rd, I've gone to a couple times, you know, from the studio because I'm, like I said, I'm on 22nd and Canal. So to shoot over to Bronzeville real quick ain't nothing. You know what I mean? But I'm usually. My homegirl that sold, she lives right off Western. So that's where we usually go get food. Do you have a website? I do have a website. Would you like to please drop that website so people know? Sure. It is IamSocialite.com. And not spelled no funny way. Just IamSocialite.com. That is my Instagram handle. I am socialite. Um it might be my Facebook handle too, but although my Facebook is my real name, but I think if you were to type in facebook.com slash I am socialite, you can find me. 
Veronica Ariel slash bootlegger.com. <laughs> yeah, that's me. She's there. Scamdemic queen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's what I like. Man, laughter is good for you, man. It's it all jokes. Shits and giggles, man. Shits and giggles. You know what I'm saying? Um, I appreciate you for your time and your energy. I love yes, you. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you delaying it 30 minutes because I was not ready. Hey, you know, I had to uh refresh and reset. That's cool. Yeah, it worked out. Time. Yeah, it did. I'm still in yeah. the same clothes. Yeah. Partially like up top below. I don't Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'll definitely do it again. Just let me know whenever you want me to come back. I'll definitely do it. Yeah, next time, man. Just like, uh, maybe you should put it in your calendar. Like, except. Well, now that I've downloaded the Zoom app, I can actually when when someone sends me an email about a Zoom, I can now save it because it's synced to my calendar now. So there's no excuse for next time. And then you'll have my number. So then you could just text me like, "Hey, see you in an hour." Okay, great. Let me get my life together. I got an hour. Boom. Bang, bang. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you for having me. I hope your day picks up or your night. I hope your day tomorrow is better and more productive and prosperous. We shall see. No, we're going to have that. We're going to claim that. The women that I plan on seeing tomorrow. There we go. You better claim that. May your rest be very refreshing to you because tomorrow <laughs> we will hook up and life will be great <laughs> good night everyone so silly.